Well, we came here to podcast and chew gum, and we're all out of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast for the MeBuyUs.com. Joining me today is Brent. Hello. Chris. Hello. And David. And Franklin. Hey. Say something, Franklin. <laughs> Jumped up. Say something, buddy. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about last week's homework, which Chris assigned as A Boy and His Dog, before talking about post apocalyptic movies, specifically who you picking. Yeah. To survive with. It's a draft episode, y'all. Who's draft, your, y'all! Who's your squad? Squad up in the post-apocalypse. But first, we're going to talk about homework. So, A Boy and His Dog was a 1975 movie directed by L.Q. Jones. Yeah, that kind of fits for the movie. Someone named L.Q. Jones directed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... I was kind of shocked how early this was. This was pre-Star Wars. This was pre... Um, yeah, most movies. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of another one that was uh, before that like, kind of informed. Before, like, Blade Runner. Before a whole bunch of science fiction. But anyway, how about first off, what would you guys think of A Boy and His Dog? And who was better, the boy or the dog? Uh, the dog. Yeah. Uh, by the way, TJ, who is in absentia, is voting that the movie was weird and it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> that was... yeah, he, he asked us to pass that along to you, the listener. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I would probably echo that. It was, uh, it was weird, and it was okay. I did. I think the thing I enjoyed the most was watching it and seeing all the video game inspiration. The oh crew. yeah, hundred percent. The Fallout series owes like a paycheck to this movie. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the scene in the the scenes in the underground with the like white face people. Mm-hmm. That is so Bioshock Infinite. Yes, very. I much was thinking so. uh, Comstock the whole time, mm-hmm. and. Then there's a new game called, I believe it's called We Happy Few, mm-hmm. um, where everyone, they even have masks that look like that. Mm-hmm. That look like, you know, the white face paint with the rosy cheeks, and all the characters have to take their joy for the day. Um, but I, that's that's what I enjoyed the most. I mean, in the Fallout, the Fallout call-out, uh, you know, he even insults blood by calling him dog meat, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the name of your dog companion in every Fallout game is dog meat. You have screamers, which are like mutated people that are glowing, obviously like feral ghouls. Yeah. Also, I think uh, State of Decay calls them screamers, mm-hmm. like these these kind of uh, zombies. Uh, what else was in there? The, oh, the gangs are called rovers, mm-hmm. which is kind of directly from Fallout. They call them rover gangs. Yeah. But um, I, I thought that was the, the most enjoyable. Is is and the how vault, and the vaults too, having the yeah the vaults. How, how weirdly influential this movie was that I, I don't believe is on most people's um, woman radar. It's hard to watch. Yeah, I, I remember I had seen it 15 years ago in, in high school. Mm-hmm. Just like watching in the basement with a buddy. Yeah. With a couple of like, people at a, at like a sleepover. Mm-hmm. And then like when I remembered what the first half of the movie is, they're trying to find someone to rape. I was like, oh my God. I, I remembered what this movie was 
mostly about. Yeah, the line... It, it felt so reprehensible after I remembered mm-hmm. what, like, the central concern of blood is yeah. for this guy. Yeah. When he's... The, it's the line after they find the murdered girl at the beginning, mm-hmm. and the line is, I wish they hadn't cut her. She could have been used two or three more times. Yeah. That's just... that. That's when I went, ugh, like, <laughs> out loud. I was like, this is not the movie I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think. It's unsettling. Yeah. It's like Fallout if, like, the rad meter was replaced with, like, a horniness meter that resulted in <laughs> like terminal rape. Le- get... Leisure Suit Larry in Fallout 5. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously visually uh, inventive for the time. Yeah. It feels like it, it was... It, it could have lent its inspirations to uh, midnight movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I was watching it and I thought of, you know, the Italian film, it's infamous El Topo. Right. Those like long shots of desert with, you know, action happening in the background. But for some reason you have like three characters legs in the foreground, obscuring most of the shot. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, no, and like weird, uh, dialogue over top of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also interesting to know that the uh, film was <laughs> entirely recorded and re-recorded, like with ADR. Uh, you know, they, they couldn't capture any of the sound or the dialogue of the characters, like mm-hmm. on location. So it, it gave it a, a really strange feel, um, almost like you were watching uh, like a documentary uh, where where they're they're narrating the characters' intentions, but just from a, a, a first person perspective. It was bizarre, and I thought uh, I was right that John Don Johnson was in it. I thought mm-hmm. he was pretty terrible. He was yeah. good with his physicality, like almost like a silent movie, bouncing all over the place and mm-hmm. doing all kinds of business. But I thought he was pretty pretty young, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found it tough to care about him yeah. as a character. Yeah, too. but star of the movie, obviously blood yeah I, I love the the characterization of him and the the voice actor for him I thought was great Jason Robards I believe no no <laughs> Jason Robards was in the movie he was he was one of the councilmen in the second half of the movie oh I thought he was it's someone named like Tim McIntyre oh. who, who also sung the main theme song mm-hmm. A Boy and His Dog back in the day when your theme song was your title, and someone <laughs> just sang a little jaunty song about it. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. And the, I it's, saw it's, his name in the movie. I saw it his name in the It sounds like cast, Jason Robards. And so. I just heard I was like, oh, that's what Jason Robards is doing. <laughs> He's the voice. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't really have much to say about the movie. Yeah, it is what it is. It's kind of... move. It's like two different halves. I think the first half is like more action-y and kind of problematic to mm-hmm. watch it because it's motivated just motivated by a character's desire to rape second part is just bizarre and doesn't really move in any kind of pace yeah but I think it's creative <laughs> and it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. I kind of like the second half more even though there was less business in it yeah yeah I can see how it's influential and I can see how you know it it sort of defined a genre a bit because it's so early at the same time I just didn't like it a whole lot yeah it's tough to like yeah and I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah I it's my at the end of the day I could have not watched it 
and not cared, having never seen it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the things that draw its inspiration from that do a much better job. Yeah. It is very much unmolded clay. Um, you might be that better is just presented. Might be better served to introduce this as like a YouTube video of like inspiration of blah blah blah, and yeah. they show just little clips. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I looked up L.Q. Jones. Uh, it was the only movie he ever directed. Huh. Uh, he is a longtime actor, uh, most recently appearing in uh, Prairie Home Companion, 2006. Huh. He is, uh, yeah, still kicking. He's uh, going to turn 90 this year. Oh, shit. Uh, born in 1927. Yeah, that's the only thing he, uh, let's, I mean, he's a ton of uh, like Sam Peckinpah westerns back in the day. Hmm. He starred in. Well, I don't know about Star, but he appeared in. I guess it in experience with the uh, deserty kind of climate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scrolling through, like, tons of episodes of Rawhide and Laramie. <laughs> so, yeah. This guy was in every Western, I think, that ever got made. He's in the 2004 episode of Dr. Vegas. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything more to say on Boy and His Dog? Not worth it, but it is impressive how influential it was. Yeah, it's it's. I guess that is that is the interesting thing about it is. Um, oh, I remember the movie I was trying to think of. It was before Mad Max. Yeah, which the aesthetic reminded me the most of. Yeah, yeah. Which it predates it by about four years. Mm-hmm. Which I thought it was a, like a Mad Max ripoff, but it was. Well, now it makes it think I. Now it makes it sound like I think Mad Max is a boy and his dog ripoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you can't you you can't you can't claim that whole category. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about to talk about probably fifteen different characters from post-apocalyptic wasteland style. You know, the world has ended, and now what do characters do to survive? And you can't say that they're all ripping it off or emulating it. Sure, they're just drawing inspiration from it. That's fine. What's a good segue into our main topic? Um, Rather than tackle all post-apocalyptic movies, because there's all kinds of stuff we could talk about, we're kind of uh, like Vic and Blood in the movie. We're kind of coming up with our team of who we would want to survive with in a post-apocalyptic landscape. Mm -hmm. And that means we drafting, (laughs) y'all. We're drafting a team throughout movie history. As long as it's a post-apocalyptic movie or setting... I'm sure there may be one or two we have up for debate. And we'll be lax with the rules here, as, you know. If, yeah. I would say, like, for example, zombie apocalypse, we'll say yes to. I think I think it plays... As long as it is yeah. in the post-zombie apocalypse world. Like, yeah. Not leading up to the apocalypse. Not the outbreak moment. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think the world needs to have deteriorated in a, in a like, physical way, not just, like... Yeah. Yeah. A world... The world or the universe of the movie. Like, there's no evidence that Mad Max takes place, um, that whatever disaster struck uh, Australia or the world of Mad Max that created the wasteland. There's no proof that it happened to the entire world, but it doesn't matter for the purposes of the movie. I like thinking about it this way. It's not... Post-apocalyptic is after you have adjusted to the event, mm-hmm. and it is it's the it is, reaction. It, you are just seeing. Yeah, you're not reacting. It's it is as much as like this is just your way of life now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I would I would DQ World War Z, despite having yes. our zombie caveat because yes. it is all about the outbreak. Mm-hmm. 
um, and less about it's 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 a it's a plague movie. It's not a post-apocalyptic movie. Right. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I would definitely agree. Cool. <clears throat> and also, you said movie. I'm gonna just throw caution in the wind and say I, I'm 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 doing TV also. I'm definitely dipping on hard on TV probably. If, oh wow! If, if we talk about this without talking about a character from The Walking Dead, like the most prolific post-apocalyptic uh, series. You know, we're, we're, we're doing a disservice to us being a multimedia endeavor. <clears throat> Just sure. adjust your list if you need to now, David. That's fair. Does you've that got, mean you've got friends on the pick. table? Handmade? Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to make jokes there. Uh, All right, but Just to uh, reiterate, the point of this team is to survive. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm sure all of us can kind of talk about our team strategy, maybe after we draft our teams or or whatnot. Yep. But we did a scientific study of who should go first before this podcast, and it was Brent. Mm-hmm. It was going to go Brent, me, then Chris. Yep. And then Chris, me, Brent, and then, well, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're snaking this thing. This this thing going to be snaked, y'all. <laughs> all right. With the first selection of the post-apocalyptic draft <laughs> team keep Brent alive is uh well let me preface this with I'm looking for a companion I'm looking for some friendship mm-hmm. and I'm looking for someone who has a lot of ability and who can do things and help in interesting ways and so for me it was an easy choice for number one I'm taking Jake the dog from Adventure Time nice oh interesting that is solid Jake uh can transform shapes you know he can he can be giant he can be small uh, and he's just a good buddy. He is a great buddy. Yeah, he would be. I, I've already gotten like loneliness taken care of because I've I have a best friend in this post post apocalyptic world with Jake. Yeah, and if you guys are unfamiliar with Adventure Time and think it's just a kids show, you are sorely missing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mythology behind the Land of Ooh is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you should check it out. Jake the dog off the board. Off the board. Very interesting, though. All right, so um, kind of a different strategy for for that pick. I figure in a post-apocalyptic setting, I know myself. I'm not the leader. I'm not going to be going out doing stuff. I'm probably the buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So I need a leader that's going to take care of stuff. You are the Jake the dog. Just a little little less usefulness. Yeah, I'm probably going to be the least useful person here. (laughs) I'm going to fill that buddy role. That being said, I wanted to pick a leader first. I'm breaking my draft down into different roles to serve my uh, survival team. Mm-hmm. And as far as a leader, I'm going to go with uh, Furiosa from mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road. Strong, solid. You know, strong fighter, but more importantly, great leader. In uh, has some experience leading under uh, was it uh, Big Joe? Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe, but also his friends called him Big Joe. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to... We, we can favor brevity here, right? We don't have to say Morton. Yeah. But uh, definitely good on an expedition, which I think is vital and post-apocalyptic, is you're going from site to site. So she, yep. can, she can lead my war rig anytime. <laughs> <laughs> she can also uh, pilot probably any uh, vehicle on four, four plus wheels. Um, the way that she has knowledge of her rig and the kill switches, got some engineering... Uh, that prosthetic arm is probably not a, you know, they didn't buy it at a store. Um, 
<laughs> Kelly asked when we were on the way over, uh, mm-hmm. just just wondering about the process of this. She said, "Does does she come with her arm?" I was like, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously, like in here, I think it. Uh, well, we'll say if you pick a character, they don't have to survive their movie by the end of it. You can just have that character in general. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, some characters don't make post-apocalyptic movies. They're still eligible here. Yeah. It's not a continuous universe. So, speaking of, uh, I figured for my number one slot, I would take the um, the one. Uh, I'm 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 picking Neo. If mm-hmm. if you're if, if you're taking leaders, he's probably not a great buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really say a whole lot, but uh, someone who can, even if. At the end of the Matrix, those are the only skills that he uses. That the universe we're living in, he can't break down and decode and manipulate. Mm-hmm. He has learned all the things that he's needed to learn to survive those three movies. I still think he's a useful asset in his martial artistry and mm-hmm. uh, gunplay, his gun kata, and the <clears throat> he could fly a helicopter. Oh no, that was that was Trinity that flew the helicopter. But either way. I think Neo is a is, is a solid pick for number one. Very solid pick. Mm-hmm. Writing it down, marking them off. And now for the number two pick, um, <laughs> I really want to do something to mess with Brent, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Space Cowboy is still in play. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick from the series Battlestar Galactica. Mm. I'm going to pick Caprica. I'm not talking about six, the evil Cylon murdering mm. lady. And since Caesar's not here, we can get a little spoiler about it. Sure. I'm talking about Caprica. The, right. you know, Gaius Baltar's eventual companion and uh, with hallucinations that are angels. Right. Um, <clears throat> also, you know, companionship. You know, and she's, you know, a robot who so can regenerate. So does, does she serve useful. you as a vision or in corporal form? No, I want the, the actual Caprica, the one who's gotcha. identified. The first six that the fleet... Um, captures or or has amongst its midst. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right, so I got the next pick. Yep. Um, I'm going to do an interesting one. So as far as roles, so we got, I'm going to be a useless buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good old David over here. <laughs> the Nick I got my role. leader in Furiosa. And I tried to look at uh, what's out there in terms of medical roles. For survival, like who can patch things up, treat people, I didn't really find a lot of people in uh, movies like that. I guess that's more boring than most uh, movies that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. But I am going to go with Robert Neville. He is Will Smith's character in I Am Legend. He is nice. an army doctor who you know ends up uh, doing some stuff. He's got a dog. I'm going to say it, my, my survival team takes place before the end of that movie because it would just make me sad to look at... Robert Neville, <laughs> knowing what he had to go through. Yeah. But obviously he's a very uh, tactical person. He does his uh, studies, heavy into research, and I think he could patch any of us up. You know, Furio said me so far, we might get into some scrapes, and uh, we could have medical training for yeah. a person. Plus, I think like it'd be fun to have uh, Furiosa and uh, Will Smith in there, because he can say, man, you, just, you look just like Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're about that night movie Hancock. <laughs> uh, good pick. I'm. Uh, I've got two picks here. I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, 
one person who's just good at keeping folks alive, and uh, he's on. It's another TV character, and mm-hmm. it's from a show that uh, I don't know why he's not the leader of the group on this show on The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm going with Daryl, Daryl the uh, Archer from mm-hmm. uh, Crossbow Enthusiast. Yeah, mm-hmm. from uh, from The Walking Dead. I just. I feel like Daryl has good instincts, and he's a reasonable person. He's not the warmest of friends, but I've got Jake for that. And so, uh, Daryl is, you know, Daryl instantly becomes leader of Brent and Jake in this in this instance. <laughs> I like that we've all immediately taken a back seat. <laughs> yeah. No power fantasies here. It's we're, like, we're very realistic about our abilities. And so yeah, I mean, they know post-apocalyptic. Apoplectic more than we do. So. Apoplectic. Apoplectic. Yeah, uh, I feel like Daryl will will instantly uh, increase my life expectancy. <laughs> You're not worried about him doing some moody, sullen uh, motorcycle scoot offs. As long as he comes, team? he comes back home. He's he's a okay. good he's, he's a good dog. He comes back home. <laughs> Jake, loyal person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Loyalty is big in, in yeah. my team building here. Um, after that, it's uh, it's it's kind of. It's kind of tough. Um, I think my next pick, and uh, this one may be... I'm having to reach back. It's another It's another TV pick? I think I'm going with another TV pick. It's <laughs> off a short-lived show that I loved. Sadly, did not last longer, but I'm taking the character Robert Hawkins from the TV series Jericho. Jericho. I thought you were going to say Jericho. Yeah, Robert Hawkins from Jericho was... Uh, uh, government intelligence and very capable and just knew how to do lots of cool things and he could he he would be like my probably my technology guy mm-hmm. in the post-apocalyptic world he could probably come up with cool contraptions yeah fix fix things that might need some fixing yeah if we come across like an old broken radio tower or something mm-hmm. I feel like Robert Hawkins would be the guy to have on the team to to put that to use in some way yeah hmm do you know what uh, actor played in that? Yeah, he's this. It's the I'm same. I'm familiar actor. with Jericho, but I never watched a ton. It's of the same actor that plays the guy, the first guy Rick meets on The Walking Dead, who hmm. comes back in later seasons. Okay. What's oh? Uh, it's uh, Morgan, the character. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's that actor. Anyway, I liked Jericho a lot as a uh, as a TV show, and he was my favorite character on the show. Cool, oh, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Another just smart and decent person to yeah. to have around. All right, so my pick. So we got leader taken care of. We got a doctor. So our next need for Team David survives because other people help him is going to be an engineer, just like you're talking about, like a technology expert. So I'm going to do like a uh, person who can do engineering repairs slash maybe take care of some botany. I'm going Eva from Wally. Nice. <laughs> Put a little robot that can scoot around, you know, do repairs with a little laser, and uh, maybe take care of uh, growing some plants for us. Or at least identifying <laughs> things are plants or not plants. Hey, I'm, I'm stretching it a little bit, but we, she would get she would mod herself a little bit to help us out. But and she's just kind of cool. Yeah, and she she fits Furiosa's speed of like, and Robert Neville's. You've got a bunch of people who don't talk much. <laughs> and then you like hey guys how's it going like what are, you, uh, what are you doing over there like trying to keep people like laughing and like, up in their spirits yeah because 
that's got to be your role. You're, you're trying to humor the three most humorless people. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Characters. I it feel is... like Eva appreciates a good joke, but cannot communicate thus. <laughs> but yeah, I have two more picks that I can uh, I can assure you will bounce out uh, team moodiness. <laughs> but for technology and slash botany, I want Eva. Cool. All right. Realizing quickly that my draft strategy unintentionally is uh, akin to uh, Muammar Gaddafi's uh, harem of security guards. Uh, <laughs> my, my next two picks, I want uh, somebody who's... I don't know. I don't, I don't have a strategy. I don't have a strategy. I'm picking people. Hey, man, you're just surviving. You know, if... <laughs> like they say, life's what happens when you're busy making plans... About the apocalypse. Oh, 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 man. That was a good joke first take. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was a, that was a trap. <laughs> but, I, I kind of want to also just have the words, edit point. <laughs> <laughs> just like a swooshing noise. <laughs> but as far as uh, these two people's tenures and how well they survived, uh, I am taking Alice from the Resident Evil movie Ooh. franchise. Because, uh, goddamn, she's been through a lot of those. <laughs> and she has battled massive corporations and deadly viruses and the undead and giant eyeball shoulder dudes. Because um, you got the difference of Alice in the first Resident Evil and Alice in, appropriately, Resident Evil Apocalypse is basically a living goddess of yes. doom and destruction. <laughs> yeah. So I am taking Alice and then also someone with a uh, resume that would be well-suited for the Apocalypse. Um, and swords are neat. I'm taking Michonne from The Walking Dead. Oh. Mm. Swords are neat. Swords are neat. <laughs> that, is, that is the quote. <laughs> Maybe. We've reached consensus on swords. <laughs> Could I even pitch the title to this one? <laughs> swords <laughs> are neat. <laughs> Alright, so for my next one, uh, my next pick, I'm going to do an enforcer. Mm-hmm. So I got the leader... I got my my medic, my engineer, and now an enforcer. I'm going to go a little bit interesting. I'm doing Sergeant Rita, Emily Blunt's character in Edge of Tomorrow. Nice. But she gets her suit, and she still has her ability. So it would be interesting for our survival if she could replay a day and go back. (laughs) Spoilers for Edge of Tomorrow. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's... You know, that's why you get Alice with those powers. You get... You know, that's part of it. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to concede Alice with the powers, without the powers, Neil with the powers, without the powers. I think they're still useful. Sergeant Rita, still useful. Yeah. I think her and uh, Furiosa would be good tactical buddies, mm-hmm. and I'll just be in the background like, you guys are all pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, got, I know she's also a little sullen and moody, but I got my wild card pick next. Yeah. That hopefully doesn't get stolen will help me with the whole shooting match. <laughs> uh, for my next selection, I am going to... Keep it with uh, reasonable, capable people. It's a little bit of a cheat. It's more of a literary character, but they did make a TV miniseries out of this. So I'm going with, uh, from The Stand, Stu Redman, who is uh, just a good leader. And I think he is a leader that the other people on my team will respect, including me. And, uh, you know, Stu's multi-capable, but his best asset is just competent leadership. And I, I feel like that's necessary if we go down the road toward... Uh, building a society of any sort. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like Stu for that for that purpose. I need another badass in my group. I'm, I'm a little low on 
on Badass. Although, really, Jake kind of does that for me. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's a tough call. But I'm going to go with Tallahassee from Zombieland. Nice. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character, Tallahassee, is a... Uh, uh, he's he's a, the badass I'm looking for. I think mm-hmm. he and Daryl would take to each other, both being Southerners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, they could be a good like hunting duo for uh, for the group. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I bet Daryl likes Twinkies, too. Yeah, I was, was going to say, uh, uh, I like, I like uh, some folks with quirks. And mm-hmm. uh, always looking for Twinkies would... Would be one. <laughs> All right, so that completes your team. That completes my team. For my last pick, I have it between two, and both of them are wildcard slots. I almost picked Jasper from Children of Men, Michael Caine's character, that just like, he's kind of fun, philosoph- philosophy guy, but he's yeah. really old, yeah, and he fun. didn't make the cut. <laughs> so you want people taking care of you, you don't need someone else for them to take care of. Exactly. <laughs> so for an arbitrary reason, my last guy is going to help with our dynamic. You know, we got either non-communicative or moody people with the top four. Yeah. So, I'm picking from This Is The End, Craig Robinson, as Craig Robinson. (laughs) 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 To me, he was my favorite part of that movie. That movie is post-apocalyptic. Nice. I feel like that might skirt the edge of... The the apocalypse is in progress. Well, I mean, you do have the, uh, like, cult society is already starting up with Danny McBride. Yeah. And he's got a slave chaining Tatum <laughs> on the side of the road. I'm sticking with it, though. Craig Robinson is just good humor in that movie, and he is musical, and he'll help me balance out our team's moodiness. <laughs> what if they enjoy him as the buddy more than you? Well, then I'll be a little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to ask the uh, commissioners... About, I have an eligibility question. Sure. I know that we're going to encounter other groups of people, and if you can't beat them and you don't want to join them, have them join you. So I was thinking the movie The Warriors, is that a lawless New York City? It's obviously not an apocalypse the way one would consider it, but there are no people who aren't in gangs. It feels like it might be. A little dystopian in nature and less post-apocalyptic because I would love to have Cyrus on my team. I I say it plays. It's oh. post-apocalyptic from the decline of society. You just don't have a single inciting event, but I think society is broken down. I would to, to I would agree point. that it, despite not being an actual apocalypse that took place, has the feel and it has the same you know themes and and, and feelings of a post-apocalyptic movie. So mm-hmm. sure. Then I take Cyrus. The way I was going to intro this part is ask if he was eligible and then see if you guys could dig it. But <laughs> decided not to redline our audio recording. <laughs> he's the one who can. Uh... He's the one who's, who's bringing the gangs together. Yeah. You know, I realized after the fact that uh, actually I've got an, I've got another idea hmm. instead. Our, our teams are complete. Do we have any undrafted free agents that we are interested in? Any, any, just quickly run through. Name, I'll say names quickly on some people. Uh, after watching it, Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. It's definitely society is <clears throat> broken down. Uh, I, was, I would say Sarah O'Connor from Terminator Two, great leader, enforcer type. Yeah, one one that I thought would get snatched off the table. Actually, two. Their companion picks and stuff that got picked is uh, Morpheus from The Matrix, mm-hmm. um, and then Max Rockatansky mm-hmm. yeah. left on the board. I had him as one of my. Enforcer guys. I, I don't see that you can trust him though. 
We were talking about it earlier. He just will arbitrarily just be like, yeah, I gotta go. And just be gone. And then, you know, he yeah. might not come back. I think Daryl's probably like the, the line you don't want to get more Mad Lone Max Wolf. than Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had uh, Trinity on my list. She was my only Matrix character that made my list. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, always, I liked her. I always liked Trinity better than Neo or Morpheus. Mm-hmm. I think she's like the real hero of the movie. She's reckless, though. Yeah. That's why I like her. I <laughs> <laughs> also have on my list uh, from Pacific Rim, uh, Mako Mori, Rinko Kikuchi's character. Mm-hmm. Like, And uh, I was thinking, trying to think of engineers. There's a, you know, Charlie Day is in Pacific Rim, but I, yeah. I couldn't really remember his character, so it almost felt like cheating. Yeah. Um, I, I, someone with a... Uh, uh, what are the things called again? Uh, Jaeger. Jaegers. Yeah, yeah. Someone having a Jaeger would be quite a impressive <laughs> advantage in the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm surprised uh, that Brent, you didn't go for Roland from the Dark Tower. So I specifically, okay, I, I thought of him. I stayed away. First off, the definition of post-apocalyptic right. is tough for him. I think mm-hmm. in, in in cases it's probably it fits. But it made it easier that the movie's not out. Okay. So right. I just I just didn't use him for that reason. He might be number... Also, since we're not a book podcast, I have to pick movie version, and I don't know what that's going to be yet. Okay. True. I had Judge Dredd on the short list. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, as a potential enforcer, he was just a yeah. little too He's above humorless the for me. Yeah. I had a... Uh, Nine issue on David's team. From 10 Cloverfield Lane, I had Howard. Because it seems like he's just... Especially for my engineering role, mm-hmm. was very impressive rigging up everything and having a plan. He was just a little too psychotic, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and from boy and his dog, I, I not not for the purposes with which the, the boy uses mm-hmm. the Vic uses the dog, but I feel like there's something incredibly useful about a, a companion who has an automatic radar for human beings. Like and can detect and tell the difference between you know males and females within groups. Yeah, and the, be... the the dog is telepathic. Yeah, and you know definitely my favorite part of that movie. I had blood on my uh, short list here for yeah. my draft board too. Me too. Um, which, by the way, not to jump back into Boy and His Dog, uh, I don't think that the ASPCA was monitoring that movie because when Blood fights that other dog, they look like they're actually fighting. Yeah, and that kind of like. And the dog was limping afterwards. Yeah. And yeah, it gave me yeah. bad feels about that. Yeah. Maybe that dog deserves to be in my post-apocalyptic fiction and not that one. Mm-hmm. I also thought about maybe some characters from Akira. <laughs> like, it'd be impressive to have, like, Tetsuo from Akira, but that is just... All those characters are basically too powerful to ever control. And yeah. Kaneda is, like, the uh, bike gang leader in mm-hmm. Akira. He's basically just a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty useless, except his bike's real cool. Yeah, his bike's cool. <laughs> uh, he's got a dope jacket. Um, yeah, I was, I was trying to think of any characters in anime. Uh, you know, maybe Vash the Stampede from Trigun. Um, sure, you know, sorry. Who's, who's basically Roland. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, the, the, the fastest gun in the world. Um, and also kind of a comedic uh, influence. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, a, a bumbling idiot. I couldn't remember if uh, Ghost in the Shell was just futuristic or post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I think that's just futuristic. But Major Makoto there, Mm -hmm. Matoko, would be good. Yeah. From the anime, not from the movie. Except I wouldn't be able to stop staring at... Wait, Major Matoko, the the, the guy? 
No, Major Motoko is the the girl. Oh, that's right. I yeah, their saying... little nude suit. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say I wouldn't be able to stop staring at uh at if you're talking about the the guy, mm-hmm. uh, his little weird like eye socket things. Oh, just like be like staring at them, just trying to figure out what what those are. He's got little like pellets for. I can't remember who that is, but. You know, I'm look. I'm looking at Chris's team. I see a lot of sexual tension on that team. There's three <laughs> men and three women. I feel like you could have some some rough group dynamics that that come from I'm hoping so. that come from all three men wanting to uh, <laughs> wanting to be with Caprica. <laughs> <laughs> How long before Michonne murders Caprica? That's my question. In that, yeah, I, you know, definitely, <laughs> certainly no strategy involved in taking Caprica, Alice, Michonne, but. <laughs> Um, you know, he, human capital is a resource. <laughs> After starting a society over, you know, there's a time and tested way to do that. <laughs> Making babies. <laughs> uh, by the way, if if the uh, our post-apocalypse we're dealing with is water-based, the Mariner from Waterworld would have been a key free agent acquisition. Yeah. I thought about him. And I thought about the postman, yeah. both of them. In case the apocalypse is, is male-based. But, like, one can swim and the other one is, like, good on a deadline. <laughs> like, delivery-based. <laughs> delivery and is, like, a, a pretty good liar. Yeah. Besides that, didn't pick Yeah, person. I didn't know what kind of apocalypse it would be, which is which played into my first overall choice of Jake. This is like, okay, Jake, be a boat. Yeah, or like, true. like, okay, Jake, be an insulating suit so I can walk through this volcano. Yes. <laughs> Both things that he's done in the show. Yep. Uh. You could, uh, if you need protection, you could just wear a Jake suit. Yeah. <laughs> you just get in Jake. I, w- I would be worried about Jake's bouts with, with uh, he gets the blues real heavy mm. and uh, really kind of sinks into himself, literally Jake. at one point. He'll be a- away from his family, too, in this. Yeah. Yeah, no Lady Rainicorn. So yeah, so to, so to run down people's final teams. Yeah. For Brent's team, do you have a team name? Uh, keep Brent alive. In team Keep Brent alive. We have Jake the dog, Daryl from The Walking Dead, Robert Hawkins from Jericho, Stu Redman from The Stand, and Tallahassee from Zombieland. Mm-hmm. For David's team, which is titled Team Little Buddy. Team, <laughs> team Little Buddy. <laughs> We've got Furiosa from uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. Robert Neville from I Am Legend. Eva from Wally. Sergeant <laughs> Rita from Edge of Tomorrow. And Craig Robinson from This Is the End. As Craig Robinson. As Craig Robinson. <laughs> Someone needs to tell him that he's, he's, he's got work to do. Yep. And it's not acting anymore. <laughs> and for my team, I've taken a bunch of people with only one name. Uh, so we're Team One Name. Mm. We have Neo from The Matrix, Caprica from Battlestar Glass, Glass, uh, Glass the Size, uh, Apoplectic, uh, Caprica from Battlestar Galactica, Alice from Resident Evil, Michonne from The Walking Dead, and Cyrus from The Warriors, barely making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Cyrus is the uh, Mr. Irrelevant, being the last pick. Don't right? tell him that. Anyway, that was fun. Um, we'll post this up and uh, let us know who you think would do the best surviving or what team would be, I don't know, maybe the most fun to be on. Or what team would implode with sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> would, Neo would spend his whole time trying to hack Caprica and everyone would not be okay with it. Yeah, I feel like I have an inherent uh, 
conflict there with Caprica and Neo. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a man who's who's trying to rebel against machines and she's a machine trying to assimilate with with the man. Hmm. There's a lot of bullshit there, and I feel like between Alice and Michonne, they have a very low tolerance for bullshit, <laughs> too. Like, a lot of... Yeah, they, they could get frustrated quickly. And probably with each other. Which since. is why you need Cyrus to bring everybody together. Yeah, and, and he's, he's going to pick up people along the way. We're going to be we're gonna be 20 strong by the time you guys... You've got your medic coming up. Can I heal you? <laughs> no. Yeah, this is, this is the only five we need. And... Secret MVP Eva. <laughs> My little cute little robot flying around doing zip zip zoos. <laughs> I feel like Brent has a mascot, a natural mascot in Jake the Dog. I don't really have one. I guess uh, Cyrus is going to be the mouthpiece, so he'll be the brand. And David, I think you would be for your team. Yeah, as much as he was the adorable one. <laughs> you know, you need a function on that team. <laughs> and you could fill that role. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, in A Boyness Dog, uh, Blood keeps telling, quizzing Vic on the presidents. I love that. Which was like, Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. I can like quiz him about movie trivia <laughs> while they all tolerate me and probably leave me in an establishment that we leave. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, Furiosa, do you know how many Academy Awards your movie won? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I should change, the, change my team name to... Uh, a boy and his dog and his three other boys. <laughs> Four other boys. All right. So, uh, tell us what you think of our teams and see who's uh, surviving the longest. All right. So, going on to what next week's homework is going to be. Uh, it would be TJ, and we'll promise him he can do it next time. But since he's on assignment still, it goes to me. It would work like that. Yes. It's all going according to plan. And... Um, it's just been on my Netflix queue for a while, and I'm a fan of the director, I think. <laughs> and I'm a fan of uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh. And I uh, always found this movie interesting, but never got around to watch it. It's uh, John Dies at the End. Hmm. You guys heard of this interesting. movie? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's supposed to be uh, a little trippy, and it's got Paul Giamatti in it. I think he's... No, he's not as himself. That's a different movie. But, I don't know. John dies at the end. Cool. Okay. Will do. No spoilers. <laughs> but anyway, this well, was... So that was you, you said it was on your Netflix list, right? So it's Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Cool. This was yeah. Talkie Talk, the podcast for the media by us. So I want to say thanks to Brent. You're welcome. Chris. We did better this time. We did do better this time. And myself, <laughs> I agree. Um, please connect with us on Twitter at the Media By Us. You'll be the first one. <laughs> Email <laughs> us at the Media By Us at gmail.com. You'll be the second one. <laughs> or our Facebook groups, Movies By Us, TV By Us, Games By Us, and This Is Us. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing is the NBC show. We're not at all affiliated with that, except for maybe sponsorship money. We could be. <laughs> this Is By Us. <laughs> we should have a This Is Us podcast. This is by us. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we'd love to hear from you for podcast topics. You're sabotaging your own outro. I just get bored of the same old outro. I'm sure everybody does. I'm sure people don't listen to this part, though. This part? No. Hey, if anyone listens to this, post it to our Facebook group. I will say a secret word right now. Respond with this secret word. 
Apoplectic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be two words. Apoplectic, apocalypse. <laughs> All right, let's outro this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to say thanks again to the Willow Walkers for providing the intro music, and thanks will be in the show notes for who's doing the outro music. And I want to say thanks for listening again. Bye. Bye. Good luck in the incoming apocalypse. Life's what happen, happens when you're busy making plans to move out the cock. Bottle cock. I'm trying to say that too fast. I'm just edit all that out. <laughs> With Jake the dog and Brent the human, the fun will never end. Keep Brent alive. <laughs>